on this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Stephen Grant suspects Mark Spector's expectations on Moon Knight, if Barry can handle his team of adults acting like adults on The Flash, and if Steven Soderbergh's sex lies and videotape is a big influence on the X-Men's Weapon X lies and videotape. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on a comic book and also the cartoons that we feel like it. Fuck you, fans. We don't take your here's how your perfect intro should go. I'm going to say what I want when I want. Look look at Producer Dave. He's steaming right now. He's storming around the room. And also by fans, I mean Producer Dave, who I guess he's the producer. I should listen to his suggestions. He can't. The room is locked. The recording room is locked. Eat a dick. You'll never get a key into the recording room. You're just a lowly producer. I'm your host, Mike. With me, as always, is my boon companion, Ryan. Boon? Boon. Like, I'm a boon to you? You're a boon to me. <laughs> okay. Wait, are you trying to say Bane? My Bane companion. Yeah. Ryan is here. What's up, Mike? Thank you so much for having me. It is a solo show, and by solo, I mean just me and Ryan. Uh, Caitlin and Cassie are not here. They're absentia. Why? Let's talk about it. Well, um, congratulations to Caitlin and her new husband, Brandon. Uh, uh, we built it up for months, and it was never a bit. I know you all thought it was a bit because you've heard Caitlin on podcasts, so surely no one would actually marry her. Uh, you and I did more work on that wedding than Caitlin and uh, Cassie put together, and yes. yet they took the day off, and you and I are here. Well, they had to deal with our getting work done energy which is harsh yeah a lot of it is i'm gonna do this job but i will do it while doing the worm and that's mm. a lot to deal with it, and it's exhausting to watch it's exhausting to do my lips are chapped for some reason oh yeah we're not good at the worm so like we knocked out like six of our teeth covered in black eyes each other's teeth <laughs> and yes we are covered in black eyes as if somebody took on one of those uh biblical descriptions of an angel and punched them in all their eyes it, uh, I don't. Let's rank it. Weddings. How was it? I mean, uh, the best one, best wedding of all time that neither you or I got married at. That's true. That De- I'd say in the top three weddings I've ever been to. Yeah, that's a nicer way to put it, I guess. It was it was awesome. Uh, Cassie and Caitlin and Brandon uh, deserve a lot of credit, and everybody who helped. It was a lot of people. Well, Brandon and Caitlin deserve credit because they got married and decided to. Much to their family chagrin, have the kind of wedding that they had. Yes. Which was Comic-Con themed. Uh, Cassie de- deserves credit for just putting up with them for so long. And we deserve the most credit. Right. Because we made it happen. And we're the ones with mics right now. Dave is trying to get in even harder. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's trying different keys. We said you don't have the you know, key. They're, they're right here. I have all of your keys. Also, you can't drive home now. Wait, so you're locked in here with me? You're locked in here with me. You're locked in here with me. You're locked in, you're locked in here, with here with me. me. I'm Rorschach. You're locked in here with me, Times Infinity. Is that a Punisher line first, or did Punisher take it from Rorschach and Rorschach took it back from Punisher? You know, I don't know. We'll have to have them on the next episode and ask them. Just two mealy-mouthed growly yeah. grunts. 
you could, have you listened to us talking right now? <laughs> well, we're not. We're not growly. Last load here. Is there any superhero more twisted uh, than Plastic Man? Than Plastic Man? No, but by, by the there's a fan base than Rorschach and Punisher of people who do not understand. Oof, yeah, what they're all about. Punisher had to change his uh, logo on his shirt, yeah, because of cops stealing it and wearing it when they killed people. I met two Punishers. Punishers do on Friday night and went. I know who I'm not talking to tonight at this wedding. Who did you dress up as, Mike? I dressed up as uh, one Lex Luthor. Really? Yes. You, you think that's fun to role play as uh, disgusting, corporate, mani- egomaniacal villains? Oh, you're right. It wasn't Lex Luthor. I was Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I all, I actually did do a lot of screaming about how I was a billionaire, so people should get out of my way. But both your eyes were wide open, though. Who were you? Well, I had no choice but to balance out your bullshit and be not just Clark Kent, but Clark, no flights, no tights, Kent from Smallville, which listeners of this show probably don't know, is the bride's favorite TV show of all time. She's a bit of a fan. Could it almost been seen as an aggressive move towards Brandon? Like we were trying to, <laughs> no, I guess they're the real like, speak now forever, hold your peace, if we both showed up as shirtless Grandpa Luther, because she's yeah. in love with him. For What's sure. that actor's name? I, I just remember Lionel, because he's got a mane. Yeah, he does have the mane of, ah, oh, he is a sexy old dude. And Brandon told us, he called us, which he, I don't know if he's ever called anybody in his life. He called us individually and said, there's no fucking way <laughs> you're allowed to show up looking like Lionel Luther at my wedding. He said that we could be that er- that actor's character from Gremlins 2, though. Yes. Because Clamp? Clamp. <laughs> just a couple of clamps, <laughs> clamping it up. But like that also would have been bad because we would have taken all the attention. Every guest at the wedding would be, it's too clamps, and then clamps. run to us, ask for autographs. And then they'd constantly be like, is the sexy gremlin here? <laughs> is the Greta. smart gremlin Her here? Her name is Greta. Greta the sexy gremlin. Have you ever seen a cosplay of that? Uh, only my dreams, baby. <sighs> so yes, we're very happy for them. I guess they have a well-deserved break from the podcast. So we are- Caitlin does, for sure. Putting the weight of the word on our shoulders- should we just get to it, Ryan? Yeah, let's do it. We're going to take a quick break. Later in the evening, we are, of course, covering what's going on in X-Taz. And by that, I mean X-Men Animated Series uh, and all the other shows that came out this week. But first, we're going to put our binoculars focused in on The Flash. This week on The Flash, Barry's in full mama bear mode trying to keep his team safe. But once the black flame targets Frost, she decides to use herself as bait so they can stop it for good. Meanwhile, Iris is dealing with some sort of time sickness while reuniting a teen girl with her mother, and things do not go as planned. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. Does Barry and Iris having an adult conversation about their situation, and then Frost and Barry having an adult conversation about their situation, give you hope that this show is actually maturing away from needless secrets for false drama? Uh, Okay. Um, About that one specific thing? Sure. But... There's something that goes hand in hand with that um, when you're a show at this level. Hmm. Now you're very boring. <laughs> you had the secrets at least to keep intrigue. You took away false drama, but you forgot to put in good drama. Yeah, and I mean, they're not capable of making those scene, those conversations interesting. They no. all feel very like uh, medicinal or um, the writers know that they have to put these in just mm. to you know, bridge the gap from storyline to storyline. And so, but there's nothing like intriguing in the scene themselves, right? 
It's they're yeah they're trying to write more maturely. So the the opening scene is Iris is in Coast City, uh, and Dion. Uh, this show is on Coast City, if you ask me. <laughs> Dion, who I call Still Flash, uh, is there hanging out with her, and she has her weird time sickness that he's trying to help out with. And Barry shows up, and he's like, "I want to help you, and I got to move here to Coast City." And she's like, "No, Central City needs a Flash. Who's that black flame glue killing people?" And in other past seasons. They would have gone back and forth and lied to each other about different things. And I, I I like that they dealt with it, but then they dealt with it so quickly in such a direct way that it's like, all right, this could have been a text. <laughs> Why are we having a Zoom meeting about this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it honestly makes me feel bad about how much we made fun of the the secrets and all of that that the, the show relied on because it's a soap opera for children. Right. That's what they're supposed to be is just secrets. Mm-hmm. Now, I the show could have done a better job of making the secrets like they had to be there. You know, everybody right. has these reasons that aren't just like well, I don't know because it'd be fun. Um, they never did that as well as they should have. No. So, I, watching this show is hard now. Just to pivot into other reasons that watching the show is hard, uh, Barry. Chester P. Runk and Allegra, I think this is the part of Team Flash having a meeting now about the Black Flame. It's They're trying to figure out who it's attacking, what they should do next. Every time Barry has a very slow, m- meandering meeting, instead of running around the city to find something, is he being an irresponsible superhero? Yeah, there was one scene where um, he's like, oh, we need this stuff. Let me go get it to Iris. I'll be back in less than one second. Yeah. And she's like, no, don't leave. But like I'm the Flash though, and she blinks, and he's back with the stuff, right? Right, and so when I tell, like, if I were to tell you, "Hey, I'm gonna run to the store real quick," so we'll start the podcast in like ten minutes. You know, I'll be gone for two and a half hours. Yeah, I get to watch a full Lord of the Rings movie. But with the Flash, he like part of his deal, or is it his entire deal? Is run real fast. I wonder if the don't, and it wasn't communicated clearly. She said, "No, don't go." So the the sickness thing she's dealing with all stems from the origin of it was when Eobard Tharn fucked with time so hard that he and her were about to get married and like Joe was dead uh-huh. from, I watched those episodes. So that's from a long time ago. That's from like the first couple episodes of this season. Those That was the late seventies. It was the late seventies. We were all doing blow off each other's nipples. <laughs> Which I want to appreciate. Cause I love blow as you call it so much. Um, and your nipples are so big, I can get so much blow yeah. done. And they're smooth. I've got these tiny little microscopic nipples. You it's barely, hard. You, you never get any blow. It's mostly just skin up your nose. And you're always running around the room saying, I want more blow. I want more blow in my platform skater shoes. Roller skates, that's what those are called. Not skater like shoes. Vans. vans. <laughs> <laughs> just platform vans. Uh, and so Dion, who only comes in, I do think maybe the fault is ours. I've only seen him come in in his adult letterman's jacket to tell them what's he's only Dion ex machina. Mm-hmm. Like he just is there to be like, here's the help. Here's why you don't get help. Like uh, he's not a real character in this show at all. I, I don't like it. It is boring. Let's just focus on Iris's storyline. So we see her do that. And then while Barry and the crew is dealing with black flame glue. I feel like both of us looked down for a second because we did hold hands and watch this together. Sure. Uh, we looked up and we're like, did a different show start? Because it was zero superpowers. And even though Iris is, it was part of her storyline, not in these scenes for so long. And it was just about an 
teenage runaway trying to get back in touch with her mom, and it felt like it was shot differently. It was weird. Uh, the the most maligned show on our podcast is the Walking Dead franchise, right? Mm-hmm. And but the Walking Dead franchise is sort of set up to just be episodes to get to the next episode to get to the next episode. Like, I, and I know it sounds like I'm describing TV, but I'm not. Like, right. there's this feeling of like, uh, this episode isn't going to count. We're just it's just always build up for nothing. The Flash isn't set up to be that, and it one point it wasn't it right. was like we have season long stories we have half season long stories there's stuff happening there's points i feel like the last six episodes of the flash that i've watched were just like fuck we fucked up this storyline isn't working let's just slowly crawl out of it to get to something else and then but nobody has the faith that that one's going to work either right. and that's all of the episodes now i don't think any show not just our shows any show should go past 5 seasons i was while i was watching it I was thinking about other things. Sure. And hard not to. I've heard a lot of people talk about, I don't know why, but on on the internet recently about this question of like do you do you ever stick around with a show anymore even though you know it has absolutely lapsed? Is that something that you do now or do you remember doing it in the past? Did it in the past. And I remember the break and it was a big deal not only cuz it was a show I loved it was unheard of at the time, and it was also, even people would whisper. There's the whisper networks about this show getting bad, but nobody wanted to talk about it openly. It was The Office. I bailed season six, maybe? Did you bail with Michael? No. I did, like, two more seasons past Michael. And then there was still so much that you missed? There's years. That's crazy. There's Michaelist years. And eventually I bailed. And I regret nothing. <laughs> Have you watched them since? I've seen, yeah, I think at this point, unfortunately, I have seen it all. But when you do it that way... The way that I, you probably did it, it was just on all day. Yeah. You saw it through the corner of your eye. Uh, a lot of those shows, or one of the examples that keeps coming up of people dropping or not dropping when it got bad, and I don't know if you've heard of the show, is The O.C. And, Mike, you and I have a special a affinity for this show. A bit. We have a podcast about it. Um, I actually, if I, if I remember correctly, I did Wayne off. And this is when I was a lot. This is when I was of an age where you just kept watching shows till you were done. Yeah, you know, till you're dead. You absolutely you you just didn't have any quality control in your brain until you're like 27, basically. Um, and back then there were less shows, right? Uh, but you could go outside, like you could go outside Once and like play badminton or something. Just pick leaves off a tree, um, or play piccolo. I think eventually I went back and watched it, mm-hmm. just because I love the show so much, and it actually isn't that bad. But I'm sure if I watched it in real time with the people who know, like, who hate season three and season four. Right. And we're talking about half the run of the show is yeah. considered bad. So that's a lot. Um, one of the reasons I bring it up is because, one, The Flash, again, we talk about this all the time, but caters to an audience almost more than any other CW show to younger people. Right. Um, I think that Stargirl is better at pulling in an older audience. I think even Riverdale is better. I think The Flash is the... Well, the writing is tighter. Lowest of the target demographics yes. and the it a lot has been written about how much the uh, ratings are falling which means that these young kids are also giving up or they're growing out of it and the show is doing nothing to yeah bring in new they're viewers. not doing the adam sandler effect right exactly of just staying perfect for 13 year 13 year olds throughout its entire run which means fucking it's got to go like i don't know of any other thing i, I is it I, I think we have one more season the only thing I can think of is that Netflix or whoever is paying so much for each season 
mm-hmm. that it's worth keeping it going. That do you think everybody's just like paychecks, baby? Like oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the sweetest gig in the industry is a regular TV show. You know, even movie actors might get paid more than TV stars, but right. once that movie's done filming, they have to go find another it's movie. It's just high-level freelancing, so there's still that panic. Exactly, yeah. Um, but if you know, you know, once those regular checks start coming in with regular raises every right. season, um, but you still have to be able to afford the show, and there's no way that the commercials from the CW are paying for this show. No. So something else is going on. Like, they're still doing tech deck ads. I don't think they're going <laughs> to do well. What if the stars of The Flash are just paid in tech decks? Then you want a job? I guess Grant Gustin's new wing is all tech deck. Um, what do you think about this push to replace Ezra Miller with Grant Gustin? I there was a year in my life that I liked Ezra Miller, mm-hmm. and then I got sick of his shtick. And, and that's and when it was still legal. His shtick. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I liked him in Perks of Being the Wallflowers, mm-hmm. and he was just Jacob Dylan the whole time, and how great it was. And then I think it was. In Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer movie, I was like, oh, I'm over this guy. And then he just kept being in things. And he's getting wilder and wilder and weirder. They and are getting wilder and weirder. They are, oh, I'm sorry. They are getting wilder and wilder and weirder. And it does, it kind of does feel like this. And I don't know, because Inglevort was still in a fucking thing. But, like, the amount, it's been years now, years now of very public violent outbursts. And is it because they are they? Like, I, I'm, I'm. They are not so talented and don't put so many butts in seats that it's bananas how much leeway they're given. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you think that they will... I mean, I, the studios have two things. One, um, people will forget. And two, this this has to be the last one. But their go-to move is choking a stranger. Like, they've really honed what they like doing. Yeah, it just seems to be a terrible person. That That's and their go-to move. The one time I remember it happening and going away was Emile Hirsch, who was... Similar age, similar trajectory, uh, rising up, and Emil choked a reporter and then just got disappeared. Yeah. I think it's a, like, let's do this more often. Let's w- People used to get recast all of the time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've hated this with actors I like. I love Charlie Cox when people are like, only he can play Daredevil. Fuck that. Yeah, it's a, I mean, other people can do other it. Other people can do it. Other, the Flash has barely existed in the movies. Somebody else. Christopher Plummer, this shit. Make Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer would be Flashpoint. Awesome. I was hoping Christopher Plummer would play Mario. Yes, because he'd already have such a natural talent for yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, aren't we all named after our ancestors' jobs? Yes, I'm a Gravano, which is a gabagool. Uh, I like Grant Gut when he is good. I I do feel like he's not allowed to be, but when he's happy and goofy, he is great on the show. The show is the only of all of our shows is the only one who's like. Well, he's been through a lot of hard stuff. That would change him, and he'd no longer have fun, right? And it's like, this is the worst show for right. you to do that to your person. Yeah, keep resetting the fun. Just uh, be interesting for the season. But, yeah, and I guess we were supposed to think that he was a teenager when the show started, which he wasn't. He was already a forensic scientist. Yeah, and now he is a middle-aged man, which he is not. Right. He, he is that perma-28. and But when he's at his best, it is him and Kara singing goofy songs and that is he he's so charming when he's allowed to be so if he was replaced sure um can we talk about your girl real quick which one panda baker yes uh this killer frost thing has also got to go like it's she's so annoying she's like the 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 way she delivers dialogue or she has written dialogue for Mm -hmm. in such a fucking classic terrible bantery way uh it's just so cringy they wanted to really differentiate 
Frost and Katie. You're right. I'm sure they did. And she's very charming. And I felt like in the early seasons, we just saw her as Caitlin Snow deliver banterish type lines. But yeah, she really puts some stank on the lines. The lines are stanky themselves. And and then at the end of this episode, we, we knew that we were about to get a character revealed. Yes. And I listed off like 12 CW characters who I hoped it was. And you just stayed quiet. And just before the reveal, you were like, it's Robbie. <laughs> and then, sure enough, there's Stephen Amell's it's, brother there. He uh, Or Ronnie. Ronnie. Ronnie's his character name. Robbie's his Robbie name. Amell is Ronnie Firestorm, which is confusing. Uh, yeah, Blackfire Goo is <laughs> Ronnie. And what's dumb about that is to bring back a dead character for the third time feels like you've really lost your days. They've done this storyline with the two of them. This is the third time. Is he married to her? IRL? Yeah. I don't know. Because that's typically the reason why the same actor keeps coming back. Is like, well, we like acting together. Just, but I know comic, comics are allowed to be repetitive because they never die. They never go away. Your movie does not have to do this. Your TV show does not have to do this. I w- <laughs> we unprecedentedly put Walking Dead on the no more main event list. Yeah. Watching this. I don't want to do it. I want Walking Dead to have its special place important. on the podcast. Right. I don't, we can't just do this every week. But Watching this episode of The Flash made me think, have we been too harsh to The Walking Dead for years and not harsh enough on The Flash? Yeah. Uh, a dumber thing. Uh, and then we can get the fuck out of here. Uh, Caitlin and Snow's mom, Carla, shows up because they're like, you did genetic stuff with us when we were kids. Help us. Uh, she's like, well, only Frost could be bait. Except I have this new secret ice power that I've never told you guys about. She's been on the show for years. Has never come up until Powers Ex Machina. And I swear that's the last time I'll do anything Ex Machina throughout the show. Fuck that, man. What's your favorite uh, Oscar Isaac performance? What movie? Oh, shit. It is Ex Machina. Uh, sometimes people keep you. their powers revealed, Mike. Huh? Sometimes people keep their powers revealed for, or yeah, Repressed? concealed for a decade. Uh, until they absolutely need it for the plot. I have some news for you. What? Here's my powers. Oh my goodness. Pretty cool, right? You guys, just so many colors. So many I can't even I don't have the words to describe what's happening. Are you sad that I kept these concealed from you for this long? I am. It's just like 33 other Ryans, each more trim and fit and more attractive than the next. Oh, why don't you hang out with one of them then? They seem boring though. They yeah. don't have your personality. That is all the time we have to talk about the flash. Before we get to the pull list, Ryan, it I do see that you have a website you want to talk about. I do. And what is it about? My website called colorfulryans.com is where you can go and you get to see a picture of me and you get to order a doll, an action figure of whatever color of me you would like. How much is each doll? Each doll is life size. Yes. With oh. all of the oh, accoutrement. No. Uh, for the low, low price of $2,700 each. I was going to say, I'm going to buy one in every color, and now I need to buy one <laughs> in every color. Which rank your top five colors of Ryan? Uh, well, maybe it's the Android Laird Weber in me, uh-huh. but it's the purple and green and gold and gray and red and That's yellow. five? That's six. Okay. You're going to spend six. like $15,000 on Ryan dolls? I'm going to start driving Uber. Uh, so, like, one shift and you'll be there. Uh, they make such good money. Now, are you trying to build this website alone? Yeah, I figured I could do it. Because I have to, well, I have to paint all the dolls. Yes. I get them made somewhere else. They're shipped here. Sure. I paint them. And then uh, I have to, my first five out the door, 
are purple and green and gold and <laughs> yellow and blue and now uh because i want this to be real oh, i'm gross. gonna say you cannot do this by yourself why uh i'm the most talented person you know you so much goes into running a website and i don't think you made yours because you love handling maintenance and i know you're using wordpress which is very easy to use uh, they make things incredibly easy, but y- there's still so much back end. There's security. There's optimizations. You shouldn't do this. This is go to mypalcybersprout.net. Okay, I did open up a web page on my website, and I typed all of those words in. So we do have all of that, if that's what you no, mean. No, it is. It's. I swear to you, it's just a a blog, a WordPress blog that just has those. Yeah, words. it says <laughs> optimization on it. It, it says, says security on it. Yes, but everybody's getting hacked right now, and I don't want you to get sued because these. Life-size rubber multicolored Ryan sex dolls are going to go off the shelves hot. Hackers are going to come in and see on one of the websites it says security and be like, oh boy. Oh, I'm too scared. Not for me. You know what? Just in case. Just in case that doesn't happen. But we know that that I have taken care of it. This is a just in case situation. And if you want to be hands-on, they will partner with you and they'll just do like some tweaking. Do I have to send them a free doll? Just like we once sent them free shirts to (laughs) do our website. You will have to send them a free doll okay. in the color of Cybersprout.net's choice. They are your partner for Sexual Ryan World. We're going to take the quickest of breaks and we'll come back every other show that came out this week. Welcome back to The Pull List, the segment of the show where we talk about every other show that aired last week. Let's kick it off with Riverdale. On this week's episode of Riverdale, Percival Pickens writes an article that calls Riverdale the worst city in America. Archie fights to prove him wrong. Taste buds, I ask you this. Should he? No. Could he? How many times has Archie almost died because of the... There are 18 murderous gangs in a city that has a population of 270. Hey, mate, what's the city that you have spent the most of your life in? Probably Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach sucks. It's the worst city in America. It's, it's, it's stupid. Stupid bullshit. Worst city in America. I'm going to fight you right now to prove you wrong. Try me. Ryan, uh, what's the city you love? Whittier. Whittier. It's the worst city in the world. Okay. That's how you deal with that, Archie. Maybe people won't blow up your house if you're not such a prima donna about everything. Oh, God. I would love if Percival Pickens uh, gets some sort of bomb squad, sees that the house was just bombed, and he's like, nah, well, the bomb squad's here, and then fucking blows up his house again. <laughs> Double blow up his house. That would, wouldn't that take away their superpowers? Isn't that how amnesia on Gilligan's Island works? Yes. Another coconut? Another coconut. To fill it all up. That's what I mean. That's how surgery was performed, right? We need another coconut. We need another coconut. Scalpel. Nope. You throw the scalpel away. You grab another coconut. Riverdale is on Sundays on the CW. Next up, Ryan is The Walking Dead. Uh, this week's The Walking Dead. Ezekiel helps hospital patients in bed. Taste buds. Yeah. I ask you this: being in the hospital, like it or love it? You get to nap. Uh huh. With no judgment, you get to watch as much as dumb TV as you want. No judgment. I now, love it. Here's the big question. The TV that they provide you will have little on. That's true. So you, you might have your phone, your iPad, a computer, something like that. But I challenge you folks in the hospital, go with the hospital TV and return to flipping channels. Flipping channels is great. Commercials are a weird lost art form. Uh, you're going to see so much Maury, uh, Days of Our Lives, uh, the back end of the Hunt for Red October. <laughs> That's specifically on the back end of Hunt for Red October Theater. Yes. A show, a syndicated show, that will just show the last 10 minutes of the movie. And every dad has to watch every bit of it every time it comes on. 
I, I, I've started when I can't go to sleep. I'll search on YouTube for 80s commercials, uh-huh. and I'll just watch a brick of commercials from the 80s. But then the commercials will be interrupted by a modern commercial because it's on YouTube, and I will get so fucking pissed. Do not interrupt my commercials, please. Also, say back when people used to complain about commercials more, and I, I do truly miss watching them, they were I, I miss fuzziness. There's a fun fuzziness of d- unreality that might make it helpful to fall asleep. Uh, they were calming. They weren't the loudest, right. most piercing noise you've ever fucking heard. Last uh, last night I watched one from Santa's Village in San Bernardino. San Bernardino. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. See Santa's reindeer. Oh, I miss that place. Walking Dead is on Sundays on AMC. Next up is Young Justice. On this week's episode of Young Justice, the Leviathan wakes. Taste buds, how do you wake a Leviathan? I'm going to be honest, uh, not a lot about this episode before recording time. <laughs> I didn't watch it. It's called The Leviathan Wakes. Oh, so that yeah, is so its How do you summary. wake a Leviathan? Uh, this is not a joke. I don't oh, want you to okay. explain the punchline. I don't know. Symbols? Gong? You know what? It Alarm is a clock? joke. You're a joke. I'm thinking of a punchline right now. And I have to guess? Yeah. How do you wake a Leviathan? Uh, call up a Leviathan. Oh, my God. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. High five forever. Young Justice is on Thursdays on HBO Max. Next up is Moon Knight. On the second episode of Moon Knight, Stephen has to deal with repercussions of the Jacko fight in the museum. This leads to his meeting his wife, Layla, who thinks he's Mark, pretending to not know her, and another run-in with the cult of Amit, and a new Moon Knight suit. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. How is Oscar Isaac handling double duty of Mark and Stephen so far? And how many other versions of Isaac do you want to see? Uh, I think we're good. Just these two. Um, <laughs> I We had... Uh, predicted or theorized last week. A lot like the rest of the world, come to find out. after you, Don't you love recording a podcast and thinking that you're smart about something? Yes. You find out that it's literally everybody's prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Oscar Isaac isn't terrible at British impressions. Stephen yes. Grant is terrible at British impressions. Um, that Something along those lines seems to be playing out where yeah. uh, Stephen Grant is an extreme version of that character, just like Mark Spector is. Mm-hmm. Uh, something lies in between. I is it uh, dissociation disorder? I think so. Like dissociative disorder. Yeah. What yeah. People used to call schizophrenia. Right, or mer- multiple personality yeah. disorder, um, as opposed to something supernatural or. He already had this, and then Conchu jumped in as well or you don't think maybe no i'm i'm shaking my head like damn can't you this was your pick um and that is ethan hawk says you were broken and steven like a lot of the world having disorders not mean you're broken he's like no 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 but i do think can is taking advantage of steven mark's already loose grip with reality and can is not like the coach of the bad news bears who who really thinks that these broken people can pull through he specifically like a cult leader finds these broken people to yeah, take control it of. sucks because uh, Ethan Hawke's character is a monster and sucks, but a lot of what he's saying about Conchu is right because Conchu is just angry bird skull F. Murray Abraham <laughs> being a dickhead to everybody around him. Do you really hate Murray Abraham that much? I love him. Oh, okay. Why do you say that to him then? Why do I say what? F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham because he's fuck him. Because fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> I love, love, loved Ethan Hawke's conversation with Stephen. Uh huh. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna try to the soup conversation. The Stephen, Mark, Moon Knight, and Mister Suit. Mister Knight. Mister Knight, yeah. not Mister Suit. <laughs> um, so this is specifically with Stephen, and in one breath, like they all do. And yeah, Ethan, I'm putting you in the same group as a lot of people. In one breath, said Conchu, 
dipshit, monster, evil. I got away from him. I survived. Now, my religion, however, that's where it's at. Do you hear yourself, people? Do you fucking hear yourself? And I like the whole first episode was to be like, isn't it surprising how weak Oscar Isaac is? Because we've never seen him like this. Like, we're supposed to be like, uh, boo, Steven, yay, Mark. But the way Steven... I also can't fucking put together guns blindfolded while doing flips. Like, I'm so much closer to Steven in the world. Uh, But I think the courage he shows to tell everybody they are wrong because their violence is weird and their beliefs are weird. I I don't know if it's the point of the show yet, but I hope they keep digging into that. Like, this guy you're supposed to go, ooh, puny weak, has the strongest morally. Um, Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, we see a lot from Mark uh, along the lines of, like toxic masculine rage yes. as well. Like this guy has his own issues. The problem is that he's very capable in action scenes in and murder. That's that's sort of what you want to see at a show like this. Um, yeah, lost it. No, hold on. Silence on the podcast till I can remember what it was, and it it's gone. I was gonna do wait music for you. You don't want that? No, I don't. Uh, how do you we we've met Layla now? She's not just a voice on the phone, and she is the actress who played Rami's sister. Yes. How is she in an action show? Uh, not enough to do yet. Um, she had the uh, sort of like she's a part of the mystery, not to her but to us. Right. Right. We're still a little confused. Steven's a little confused, uh, and then she comes in to sort of save the day at the end. But hopefully, in the next act, yeah, we will. Get she will get more agency, and this is clearly on a uh, two episodes per act thing because yes. at the end of it, they say, "Well, that so everybody knows everything about the world. Let's go get the treasure in Egypt." Cut episode three. Yeah. Here we go. There are two uh, co-equal teams racing to the pyramids. Ryan, I mean, isn't that everything you dream of? Yes. You specifically, Mike Gravano, in your entertainment. How many uh, DVD versions of the Mummy with Brendan Fraser have I bought in my life? Not too many, because there's no such thing as too many, Ryan. I mean, even just one is impressive, because people don't buy DVDs anymore. And I did in the late, late 2000s. Yeah. I was shocked they still had it at Target, and I went, of course, I will buy you. I want. This might be such a minor thing that I don't even know if you noticed it in when Steven is running from Conchu in the warehouse where he finds all Mark's stuff, and him and Mark are talking, and this is the first time we really see Conchu. Uh, it did like an almost old 80s horror movie comedy freeze frame of steven's face like oh, something yeah. dark and then it just cut to outside what was that it's very strange um when i see stuff like that the first thing it reminded me of was dr octopus's surgery mm-hmm. in spider-man 2 where we are in a genre movie but in a lot of marvel stuff and i'm not i won't even say mcu because spider-man 2 is included here um, sometimes directors will go off and get so fucking genre yeah. that it do- it really stands out like that. Now, I love the surgery scene in Spider-Man 2. This was seemed like a half-assed attempt, or not half-assed. But only to do it once is Yeah, weird. and I wasn't sure what they were going for. You know, like, that surgery scene looked like Evil Dead 2. It looked right. like the straight-to-video horror movies of the 80s. Right. This one, I'm, it, it was just strange. It, it was, was almost like, this is going to be cr- a crazy reference. Please bear with me here. I will try to. Here we go. Listeners, hold on to your butts. Um, When we're building up, and there's like a montage in the 1991 Steven Spielberg film Hook, where we're building up something, and then all of a sudden there's just a close-up of the hook, and it sparks, and there's just nothing in the background, Uh and it's like it's from the trailer for the movie Hook, and it doesn't belong in the film Hook. So you're saying this would have worked better if 
There are more sparks behind his face when that happened. Yes, and the theme from Hook was playing hook, in the background. Hook, give us the hook. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant John Williams' main theme, not the main theme from the musical you uh, wrote. But I don't like John Williams. Yeah, nobody does. He stole my career. Uh, how? Let's pivot from there. How does the show tonally do? Because it is already goofier than I expected it to be. Uh-huh. Is that working? It's goofier than what you expected a Moon Knight show to be. Just based on the trailers and stuff. Based on the trailers, yeah. I was like, this is going to be brutal. And there's some brutality still in it. But there is also, it's Steven and Arthur Harrow walks up, Ethan Hawke walks up, and Kanju goes, break his windpipe. Yeah. And Steven doesn't react like that's scary. He goes, what? Like, they, they are saying, isn't this, like, Kanju sounds goofy. These are all silly situations. Honestly, is that my- over-marvelization? I, it's a Marvel show. Mm-hmm. So, to me, what that has meant to me now is that... Uh, there's a pretty high floor, a pretty low ceiling, um, and it fits right in there. You know, like this, uh, I think it's not too soon to say that this won't be the best MCU show and it won't be the worst. Like, yeah, yeah. it's already secured its place in between, I believe, WandaVision and Falcon, whatever your yeah. rankings are. Um, but tonally, it's not bothering me at all. Um, and... The thing that's propelling it for me is that the the power of these gods mm-hmm. treated in this ridiculous way. I don't know. It's sort of like it, it sets the stakes and deflates them all at the same time in a way that I'm really enjoying. Yeah. The only thing that's bothering me tonally, and I know this sounds weird because it's a, an effects thing. It's just a visual thing. But I think the costumes look really bad. And I think that this is... You know, for so long we put people in actual tights, right? And it didn't look right, right? And then as time went on, we just sort of started adding a little bit of CGI to their mm-hmm. shit, um, maybe taking the contrast down, taking the brightness down, uh, and adding a little bit of CGI as we went along. Right. And now we're at the point where like, this is just a walking cartoon. They're Green Lanterning it again. Yeah, and I don't like how it looks. I think there's and that, a... in- that includes Mr. Knight too. I uh, see. I was gonna say there's a clear difference between Mr. Knight and Moon Knight. I think is full CGI. Mr. Knight. You could see how the fabric moved. Oscar Isaac was in a suit with glowing lights. You sure about that? Are. I think so. Okay. It it looked because that was part of as I thought once we saw Mister Knight's outfit, it highlighted how cartoon the previous uniform had been. I changed my mind. I'm going back to Mister Suit. I think that's a better Mr. name. Mister Suit. Yeah. Not everything needs to be Venom. I I don't like the the Iron Manification of like what's a new way we could put on a suit every time. Like, yeah. I do want. A dude just to put on a fucking so you want to be armor. like old school Superman go into the phone booth yeah or old school Batman where it's it's that hook lighting where you can only see one piece of him at a time it's just like glove glove knee brace knee brace why do you keep bringing up hook man that's so weird you brought it up oh it's my fault Ryan what this reminded me of hook was <laughs> what's your moment of the week uh my moment of the week I'm gonna say the the time that the CGI looked really good or just worked along with the camera the, the show all came together was the uh steven i believe steven falls mm-hmm. and then lands as mr suit yes and that all looked really great and it caught me by surprise you know how good it looked and that i think great marvel beat of he does superhero landing for a minute looks awesome and then fucking falls because he's never done that before and also the suit is a figment of your personality yeah. So when Layla was just screaming, wear the suit, wear the suit, he just thought, like, a nice dashing yeah. suit. <laughs> okay, three-piece suit. I got it. 
Uh, I cannot. I do hope they play with that more, and we see different versions of what a Moon Knight suit could be. These are probably the only two because these are the two we've seen, unless there's big surprises hiding. Uh, mine is it, a, a joke that works, and I love Oscar Isaac. Uh, Arthur Harrow is trying to get him on his side in, in Team Amit, and he's like, here's how it works. Moon Knight, or Khonshu is all about vengeance, but she prejudges people and kills them first. Isn't that better? And Stephen Grant, this lowly museum curator, uh, just says, isn't that a bit dodgy? Trusting the judgment of a weird crocodile lady? And it got me. That was the hardest I laughed through the whole episode. I think your accent is about on par with Oscar Isaac. Oh, so thank you, job. mate. That is all the shows for this uh, week. Nope, it's gone. Please don't do it ever again. Uh, we're going to take the quicks of breaks and we come back straight to X Tasmania. I lost it. I lost it. I'm in Australia now, and that's where X Tasmania is. Is that true? Welcome to X Tasmania, bitch. The show within a show covering the seminal and underrated Saturday morning soap opera of the early 90s, X Men the Animated Series. On this week's episode, Weapon X lies in videotape. Wolverine discovers everything about his past life in the government program Weapon X was a lie, including his love affair with Silver Fox. Logan, accompanied by Beast, meets up with Sabretooth Maverick and the aforementioned Silver Fox up in Canada to figure out why they're all having terrible headaches. Ryan. Yes. Based on just this title, maybe because I'm obsessed with this title, I was like, we've watched this one before. But no, we haven't. There's just so many... You thought you know about Logan's past? Here's more. Oh, I thought you were going to say based on the title because it's a parody of a early late 80s, early 90s independent Soderbergh, Soderbergh movie called Sex, Lies, and right. Videotape. You know what? This title, first of all, great reference. Uh, absolutely incredible. For Kids would love it. 1993 Fox Kids show to reference this movie um, where James Spader videotapes people talking about what turns them on and then masturbates. Um it made me miss being in college naming essays. Uh-huh. I used to love just naming essays with like the punniest bullshit I could. I wrote a queer theory paper on Fast and the Furious, and I called it I Hide My Love a Quarter Mile at a Time. I'm pretty proud of that. Isn't it fun? <laughs> it is so fun. Uh, students out there, hire us. We will not write your paper. No. The two of us will think of the title You'll of your get essay. 90 fucking <laughs> options. Do you the time where we went to a restaurant in some camping oh, city shit yes and they were trying to rename their thing and so we sat there we didn't even eat we just sat there and wrote we down breakfast so many puns. options and we never wrote down the name of the restaurant we didn't we never were like how do we find out if we won we just well i'm sure if we won we would be famous right now they would have to track us down they would track us down and we would be millionaires what if i revealed to you now that i've been a millionaire for two years and i've been sitting on it you seem like you have two million dollars instead of the one million i should have and the one million you exactly. should have exactly you have a real $2 million stink about you. But yeah, it's another Logan episode. Uh, it starts off in media res. Uh, Logan is already strapped to a gurney. Uh, the X-Men are all around him. And Professor X gets hurt being in Logan's head. I just assume this is how... It's not in media res. This is a normal night for Logan. This is how he sleeps. Every night. Chained down with everybody watching him. <laughs> uh, James Spader style. He thinks Scott is Sabretooth. Like he can, he's doing that. I'm awake, but different things are different things. Uh, real, real coincidence that the one he attacks is dating Jean Grey. Yes. Uh, but I love that. And Lo so Logan attacks Scott and runs out. And Beast just takes control. I guess because Professor X has a headache. Or he's like, you know what? A real leader needs to be in charge for once. He's like, check on Scott. I'm going after Logan. This is a real... I don't want to give anything away. This is a real fuck yeah, I love Beast episode for me. Is it? Yeah. Okay, we might have some stuff to talk about later on. Um, but yeah, after that, uh, 
they need to find clues as to where he went. So Gene goes to his room. Ed starts looking for evidence, picks up a stack of pictures, and the first eight pictures are pictures of Gene or Gene and Scott. Yeah, it is creepy. Now, none of them had holes in the middle. No. To which I'm sure Wolverine just burned with a cigar. But all of them were stuck together. Does he have an adamantium boner? Yeah, you know how you have a dick bone? He's a metal dick bone. In that children's song, what bone is attached to the dick bone? (laughs) Femur. (laughs) <laughs> so they, she's like, hey, Beast. Well, Beast just took off. Uh, and she's like, does... With her mind. Uh, so he's going into Canada. And when Logan finds... When Hank finds Logan, he says, you shouldn't have followed me. I'm going nuts. <laughs> Which might replace my favorite nuts-based quote from something. Which is D's nuts? D's nuts. Bofa D's nuts? Bofa D's nuts. My favorite Star Trek bounty hunter. Uh, and then Beast is like, so what is this place? And he goes, I got my bones here, including my dick bone. <laughs> Which, how did Wolverine know that we were going to talk about that? Uh, before we get there, be- the way the Beast figures out where Wolverine is is not because of Gene's senses, but because Gene turns over a picture and there's two coordinates listed. Oh. And Beast says, oh, that's Canada. I know you're fucking <laughs> smart, dude, but did you really he, memorize coordinates? He fucking Googled it real quick on his phone. He's like, oh, I know that. That's Canada. Stop showing off. At least le- just say I know where he is. And then, yeah. No, that's still showing off. Get the fuck out of here. Beast just, sucks, man. I What I like is because I hate Professor X. That uh-huh. that first scene primed me to like just be pro-Beast. I think anytime, especially when you're in a paramilitary team of freaks, you're going to bow down to the leader. But the minute the leader's a little hurt, so often people are like, what do we do? What do we do? For a- anybody to be like, Go check on the guy who's hurt. I'm hit. Like, everybody has your jobs. Move. So you see yourself as Beast then. And I'm annoying. And yeah. I'm going to tell you what coordinates they are. And hair all over. And I got hair all over, except on these nuts. <laughs> That's my new favorite nuts quote. <laughs> uh, so, and then throughout Beast and Logan talking up in Canada, Wolverine is kind of having flashbacks. He sees him carve... Logan and Silver Fox, a normal thing for a 30-year-old man to do. Yeah, no, it's it's classic. Into uh, their cabin door. Also, I'm pretty sure it's just L plus SF is the amount of graffiti, wood graffiti you're supposed to do. Yeah. Not full-on names. full-on writes their names. Logan, here's my phone number, here's my address, loves Silver Fox, here's her address. Here's Coordinates Canada, which is about a mile away. <laughs> Ask Beast if you don't know where this is. And then it, it gets very confusing, and I assume that Soderbergh's movies, you're like, what is real? Oh, this is a shot-for-shot shot remake. <laughs> uh because you're like, oh, yeah, Sabretooth is in these flashbacks. Nope, Sabretooth is there for real. And he's asking Wolverine why he tricked him to come there and why he's making Professor X mess with his head. And so like, hmm, something is afoot. I know that we have had this conversation before, but what is Sabretooth's accent? Because I'm thinking somewhere between Australian and New Jersey. His dad was from New Jersey. Uh-huh. His mom was Australian. It's, I think it's just supposed to be like blue collar. Yeah. But it is all Those over. Those are place. the two most blue collar places <laughs> I can think of. They call them tradies down in down under. And then the Jersey of it all. I mean, isn't Australian just one ounce of New Jersey away from being the perfect accent? Yes. And it goes like what? Like this. <laughs> perfect. What a ice. Uh, in one of the flashbacks, which we're now I think we finally see Maverick, who really gets the short shrift on and I think he is Australian. Not to be hung up yeah. on all the accents, but yes, and maybe that's maybe Sabretooth is that kind of guy who like he has a normal accent, and then he starts talking to you, and it starts seeping into his voice. Is it 
so hard for the cartoon to give us a team up of Maverick and Iceman, and then maybe have a mutant named Goose. All the powers of a goose. That'd be fucking terrifying. That's who you'd least want to fuck with. In the middle of just looking you dead in the eye, he shits himself. Man, geese, pick a moment, pick (laughs) one five minute time during each day to stop pooping. Stop pooping. Well, how is that? How are they just pooping (laughs) 24 7? I've seen them not eat. Could you pick one up and use it as like a squirt gun? Yeah, uh, just squeeze your a little like it's a bagpipe, <laughs> just in everybody's eyes. It will make the same sound as a bagpipe. <laughs> uh, so in the flashback, we see that they they were like you know uh, covert team. They were getting experimented on. They were getting experimented on by being put in tubes. We have another tubes, example tubes, of tubes, men tubes, in tubes. tubes. Well, this is a we've seen tube on from Wolverine's life, and now this is birth to tube. <laughs> From fallopian to science tube. God, the, to be able to like be a tube manufacturer <laughs> in the science world in the 80s late 80s, 90s. early 90s. Oh, man. Heyday. Heyday. Stocks were up for tubes. <laughs> Just the whole floor of Wall Street screaming tubes, tubes, <laughs> by a sale. Tubes, tubes. Uh, we, we learned that uh, Sabretooth wasn't always a bastard and that he saved Logan... Who pre adamantium I think, right? I think so. Uh, saved Logan, but the other two, he left them to die versus Omega Red. And so this is so much of various parts of Logan's backstory getting stitched together. Right. But then, but sacrificed Maverick and Silver Fox yes. to save Wolverine. Which is adorable? I mean, I guess maybe he's in love. But then Sabretooth kept saying Adam and Antium, not Adam and Steve. Yeah. So I don't... That's He's bad. confused and yeah. self-hating. Also... You're the two healing people. Maybe throw the other two who won't heal out of that fight. Uh, and we learn uh, Silver Fox and Maverick are alive, and they are pissed that this thing happened 40 years ago. And, by the way, it, this isn't like... A lot of stuff happened to us in our lives 40 years ago. Yes. Some of it we're still pissed off about, some of it not, but we moved on and got pissed about other things. They sat in a building and stewed for 40 These years. These are two of the most famous mutants who are all over news <laughs> all of the time. And it took them Throwing this cars long at each other. to track them. Yeah, they are not just easy to see separately. They are together quite often for being mortal enemies who try to kill each other. Isn't the first shot of the first episode of the first season, Sabretooth yeeting a That's car at somebody? That's how you know mutants are dangerous because he yeets a car right at the camera. <laughs> I was thinking this, and I think for the first time, is Weapon X the Canadian government? Is it a shadowy organization, or is the legit Canadian government kidnapping people and injecting metal into their bodies? I body? think it's like their CIA. That's the American government, so yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. It's Canadians Weapon X. Fucking yeah. Canadians, man. It's not just Bolivar Trask. It is He's getting paid by Justin Trudeau. Bolivar Trask is a name you read your entire life, but when you hear it out loud, man, it's a, it's a wonderful name. What you, you know what I do? My trick is I hit the gas, so there's nothing I might stumble over. <laughs> And then people are like, wow, he fucking knows it. It could be, I could have said every letter wrong. Bjolvatrisk is how Maverick would have said it. Uh, so they're pissed and they're like, no, we're all having these headaches and flashbacks. Let's figure this shit out together. We hate each other, but we have to do it together. On their way to the secret room that they each need their hand to open, they see a movie studio that all the flashbacks they've been having, somebody, I was very, are there actors dressed? I was very confused at what was happening with this movie studio thing. In, I think. And please, do not correct me if I'm wrong. You know how I feel about that. Yes. Um, they wanted them to have flashbacks 
or memories. Right. So they would film these memories, but they never looked around during the filming of the memories to be like, oh, we're on a set right or now. Or maybe like their their brains are so fucked that maybe they're severanced. There's a version of them who's aware that they're filming a thing, and then there's a version of them who doesn't know that. Uh, okay, so severance should be giving credit to Extaz yes. every episode. You hear that, Adam Scott? We're coming for you. Uh, uh, did you also notice that, um, and with a show like this that I love, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorite shows. It's hard to tell what is on purpose and what is not, but uh, Sabretooth was in plain clothes in the dream yeah. and Sabretooth costume in the memory. I was trying to figure out what that meant. Dreams? Whose dreams? Wolverine's? I think Wolverine's memory of the time where he attacked Wolverine and Silver Fox on their date in the cabin. He was just in jeans and a tee. The first time, he was jeans, tee, long hair. Right. And then the next time, he was in his very manly... The, the way that Kevin Sorbo imagines himself to look. Who knows if it's a costume? Who knows if he is yeah. just a furry One beast? of those. You know how like Wile E. Coyote would sometimes unzip his yeah. fur and skin and step out of it? Disgusting. Uh, so you're saying you don't know if it's on purpose or not? I don't know if maybe they forgot to draw him the same way. Well, those are different time periods, I assume. But it was the, it's the memory of the same thing. But different people's memory? But maybe different people's memory. I, I do like, so we're in this movie studio going, logistically, how did this work? And then clearly... They're seeing recreations of their memory for real in front of them, and then they all have simultaneous flashbacks of different things. Right. And Beast is going, what? (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys doing? You ever been at that party or like the dinner party where it's two very close-knit couples and talking about God knows what, and you're just, hey. Ryan, I grew up straight edge Uh because I was very cool. And so I'd often watch. Do you remember when Salvia was big? I would often watch my friends all do this 30-second hallucinogen. Huh. And they, they were like, hey, Mike, we're all hanging out tonight. Um, fuck off for 10 minutes while we all disappear in waves. Why You'll did, be able to see us. Why'd you go hang out? Just stay at home. Play video games. I was their driver. Oh. <laughs> I had real friends. Uh, so now they're all having flashbacks. And uh, one of my favorite lines from this whole series is we get a hint at how old Sabretooth is as well. Because his dad is beating the shit out of him. And he goes, Jedediah Creed knows how to get the wickedness out of you. Yes, he does. Uh, is that a drop? Are we making that a drop? I would like to. Re- we are only allowed to have one excess drop by Mike. And I would love that replaces. Oh, I was going to get the footage or the audio from the episode. Because oh. we're not switching that one drop of yours. Uh, <laughs> Logan, for whatever reason, is not flashing back. And he just goes, this is nuts. Like, this is how you know Logan is not having a good day. Because he's just declaring, I'm nuts. This is nuts. We're all nuts. And they've all been nuts separately together for decades. Yes. And now they're finally figuring it out. Also, that door that you mentioned um, that they all have to open, they didn't put their hands up at the same time. So There was like an order? And they all use different windows. I guess so you had to pick the right one to go on, but it, you didn't all have to do it at the same Maybe time. Maybe their hands were all differently shaped and i reflected that my favorite part of that scene is that whether it looks like they're wearing gloves or not they pulled off a glove yes so it looked like a lot of people were just pulling off flesh but if you're gonna be a mutant on the show x-men you're gonna be wearing gloves gonna wear gloves even if they're normal flesh colored gloves uh beast has to nerd it up because after they stop having flashbacks He's like been researching. He's like, I think I may have found your answer. If I can direct your attention to the screen, he can't just be like, it's down this way. He just goes like, here's my full on PowerPoint presentation to what's going on next. But the four, they're like, fucking screen, what? And the four turn around, and there's this 
60-foot TV screen yeah. right there for them. That's handy. He built it very quickly. <laughs> and then they see what they've suspected. They see the the bald doctor being like, here's how it's all going to work. Oh, yeah. Like, all right, plane, plane. Okay. Here's everything that happened. Yeah. Uh, then they find the chamber. They open it. And then there's a video from the doctor to them. Like, I want to do that in my life. Yeah. Have a secret thing and be like, oh, so you found it. I always knew this would happen. But he's he takes one step more and he was like, you found this. Damn it. I was hoping that didn't happen. But yeah. I guess it's whatever. Uh, and then the robots come, right? The, the the doctor himself never appears. It's always Zola style. Yeah. He was. Uh, yeah. I, I I think he's only appeared in flashbacks, but like multiple episodes. So at some point we meet him. Yes. I hope so. All right. But uh, some silver samurai looking motherfucker yeah, comes out. Two of them. Uh, and my favorite, at some point, Silver Fox calls Hank Blue Boy. Uh-huh. And he takes it as an insult, but I think her name is Silver Fox. Right. She just That's how names work to her. This is Gold Lion Man, <laughs> Blue Australian. Uh, I like Wolverine pops out his claws because this robot is a badass. Not to slice the robot up, he just pops a back panel out. Very gently, uh-huh. so they can throw a grenade in the robot's back. Oh, no. I love how if you need someone to die, Wolverine pops all six claws and destroys you. But if like you're playing Operation, yeah. he will pop one claw and perfectly Pop. get that body part out. Uh, and then the head recalibrates itself, knocks them all out, but not Beast. And then when the, the, the robot says, hey, I'm calling another robot in, right. and Beast is like, fuck this, and just gets them all into a truck. But not before taking a belt off that's full of grenades and absolutely destroying the robot. It's pretty dope, Beast. Yeah. Could have used that belt before, but that's okay. Uh, and then when they're all outside, they're saying goodbyes, and Silver Fox says, no, everything was made up, even our relationship. Mm-hmm. But then the zoom out is we see that same that was on their fake cabin door is on a tree in the woods, the same heart with their names on it. Which is sure adorable, but a couple things. I get where Silver Fox is coming. I don't know what to trust, so I think I'm just going to move on with my life like I have already moved on for the last 40 years. Two, we get probably three episodes a season of Wolverine's past loves that he loves more than any other person. Yes, thank you. So shut the fuck up, Wolverine. And when he we don't get that, he is lusting over his teammate's wife, who is also his teammate. Uh And so like, he does not have healthy love boundaries. Yes, because he's forgetting about Lady Deathstrike this whole time he's talking to Silver Fox. Right. He's never talked about Lady Deathstrike before. Yeah, it is. He he is that kid who, like, this girlfriend is everything to me. If Wolverine said before he left, oh, I have to go, like, find my former love, and Cyclops was like, oh, Lady Deathstrike, he'd be like, who? Yeah. Like, they could have sat around in a room for ten minutes listening off right. crazy ladies who have tried to kill Wolverine. Don't remember that one. No, Don't remember that one. No, I, mean, uh, no. I go where I want to go, which is to New Girl, who I'm obsessed over. Was it Was it New Girl? Was it Zoe Deschanel that yeah. he was looking for? It's Jess. <laughs> I, I, uh, a sweet Hank and Logan moment is so everybody else is leaving. Sabretooth just runs in the woods. And Wolverine's like, I don't, I don't know what I can trust of my memories. And Beast is like... In that friend way, I don't know what to say here. He's like, but you can trust the memories of the X-Men who all care for you. <laughs> like, Don't please forget about the cult that was from your past. Yeah. Just be concerned about the cult that is in your present. <laughs> and that, that is, it's a, it's a rare standalone this far into the show. Which I'm still reeling from the, uh, the days of the f- future past. No, the, there was the, Phoenix and then the Dark Phoenix. Phoenix into Dark Phoenix back to back. Yeah. So these are okay for me. Yeah. The the palette cleanser we had Nightcrawler last week, right? 
Now we have Weapon X licensed videotapes. Uh, there was one other um, cartoon thing that I wanted to bring up because I wasn't sure. Um, at one point, Wolverine and Sabretooth are grappling, but they're both getting their pink blast headaches. Mm-hmm. And the opposite voice comes out of their mouth. And there's been nothing to establish that you switch personalities no. when there's pink headaches. So I'm going to say that's another <laughs> tune flaw. That's probably a tune flaw. That's a tune flaw. All right, you ready for awards? Yeah. What is your most 90s moment? My most 90s moment is Maverick's entire look. <laughs> he's got he's got the blue and the yellow of the X-Men of the 90s, yes. which, again, so much of the cartoon does that even though they're not on their team. Right. They just know that that's the X-Men look. But he is armored to the core. Uh-huh. If it was real, would not be able to move. No. Uh, one of those people who, like, there's no way that you could ever say, like, Maverick, put down all your guns, because that would take two and Five a half hours. hours. Yeah. Um, uh, the goggles, like the the visor that can have, like, probably heat-seeking. or yeah, uh, Predator vision. Yeah, Predator vision, vision and Terminator vision. Uh, Ma- uh, Maverick is so 90s. Uh, I was going to just say the title. Weapon X lies in me. I know it came out in 89, but just to be like, you know, I'm going to do this because I like it. I don't know the kids will get it. It feels very 90s. Just like, well, Tarantino blew up making references. This is going to be my way in. And I'm not sure, do the titles ever appear on the screen? Yeah, just in the beginning. Okay. Oh, so they're not there the entire episode? <laughs> that would be annoying <laughs> Like I expected. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'm a fair host. Thanks, bud. What is your gasp moment? I would actually love to win all five of these. So we'll see. Thank you. Um... Maverick and Silver Fox, two people we have just met, mm-hmm. are still alive. And the show is like, isn't that crazy? It's like, <laughs> they died four minutes ago. Now they're alive. <laughs> so you're what? Gasping. <laughs> I gasped that they expected us to gasp. <laughs> How dare they? Uh, mine is that like everything's already crazy. They're, they're memories. And then it's the movie studio reveal. Yeah. Like, I gasped and, and then did a tool, Tim the Toolman Taylor gasp of, huh? Huh? Good ref. Did you also gasp when we're in a movie studio? Who was it? Was it oh the Juggernaut Switcheroo? Where why was there no Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in this movie studio? Oh yeah, I've come accustomed to having Power if Rangers in my X Men movie studio. Be powered Rangers. Uh, what's your best use of powers? My best use of power was uh, they defeated the first Talos. Is that the robot? Yeah. Okay. And they cut off his head. And the head was like, fuck you, no you didn't, and then exploded, and then that's what knocked them all out. That is a good one. Uh, mine is when they're still all knocked out and Beast is driving away. He finds a series of false walls and drives through every single one of those. So power of that truck to hit every wall on its way out. Who is your LVP? It's Beast, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, he remembered he had a belt of grenades that would explode robots after they'd already defeated the first one. Uh-huh. Let's keep that in mind next time. Like, use that first. But also, um, he at the end they were le- he was like, "It's better to dream and know what you're dreaming about than to never dream at all," or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. And then at the end, he was like, "Tennyson, so shut the fuck up, beast." <laughs> he can't just leave it. Just, just he has to footnote his own conversation. You know what? Pretend that maybe you made that up, or or Logan second idea. Don't say don't say shit. anything. <laughs> Uh, my LVP is Maverick. I know he does the first thermal grenade into that robot, but he does. He just sits there like a fucking thumb with hair for so much of this episode. And everybody else, Sabretooth we've met, and he his character grows a little. Silver Fox we spent a lot of time with. So there's like three people who are pretty interesting and had issues going with each other. And then just like, bro dude is there too. Fuck uh, him. I think Maverick's longest line of the episode was, Silver Fox was like, Maverick, go over there. And he was like, what? <laughs> 
That was it. And it's longer because they put a couple of extra A's. <laughs> MVP. And Silver Fox, not only is she handy with the weapons, um, but she coins the term blue boy. And <laughs> I disagree with what you said before. There was racist spite <laughs> on the term. Oh, no, she definitely. It's like, uh, stank. Logan, you go over there. Uh, oh, you go over there, blue boy. <laughs> <It was laughs> Lady, we all have weird looks and dumb names. You I couldn't, to... like, I don't know why that would be so insulting, but it very much was. Yeah. And B said to, like, we're in a tense situation right, right now. And B said, uh, excuse me, my name is Dr. Hank McCoy. <laughs> yeah. But what would have been better is, don't call me Blue Boy. My name is Beast. <laughs> oh, sure. I will give you that more complimentary okay, name. Okay, Silver Fox. <laughs> Just insulting each other. Uh, mine is Beast. Uh, the intro, he saved them all at the end. He, I know he slept on that thermal grenade belt for a while, but eventually he did remember it. And again, the way he knocked every single one of those walls that he did not need to drive through. There are... We've been doing this show for a while. Um, so there are dozens of growing contentions between us. Like uh, we don't really talk outside of recording because no. of just how much, issues. yeah, how many disputes we have on the show and how like bloody they get. Is Beast good versus bad? Is is this a good character? Is this going to be the biggest dispute of them all? It might. It might replace our morph because before we started rewatching the show, I was so pro morph. Yeah, and I look. I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I can admit when I was wrong, but Beast might be the a point of contention. Fuck you. Fuck you, blue boy. <laughs> no, no. That's, Ryan, a, that's a word for me. That is the show this week. Can you tell the lovely listeners about our websites? Yes, please go to yourpotfilter.com if you want to get these episodes online from your computer, from the internet, if that's your thing. Also, there's some articles there. You can see the pictures that we post for the websites or the, for the podcast. Those are always good. Uh, also, make sure you go to yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon. Make that your new Amazon bookmark. If you buy your Amazon stuff from there, Jeff Bezos might go broke. Yeah. Let's let's send us to space. Send us to space. If you send us to space, we won't podcast anymore. That's probably true. We'll podcast from space. Oh, we will podcast some more. Uh, also, patreon.com slash yourpotfilter is where you can help us out the most. Go there. Please, please pick a tier. Join on. You get extra stuff, and you help the show keep running. Yeah. Yourpotfilter.com. Erase that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash yourpotfilter. That is every time I need to get to it, that's exactly how I type <laughs> it out, so that was accurate. Uh, if you like this, tell a friend about it. If they're into superhero shit, uh, they'll enjoy it. Rate, review, subscribe, follow, all that fun stuff. If they have a really strong opinion about Beast. Yes. If they're neutral on Beast, do not tell them about this show. Well. No. There's it, Moon Knight. There's so many other things. No. If they've already subscribed to the show and they're neutral on Beast, you go onto their phone and you unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. No neutrality on Beast. Uh, if you liked this and you wanted an adult in the room to guide us, you would like Movie of the Year, where every season we pick a year, build a bracket, and fight to find the best movie of that given year. Uh, if you miss Caitlin and Cassie, they will be back. But also, you can always go to the other show, Unnatural 20s, where they lie to themselves and cling to the fact that they're going to be 20 forever. Uh, social media, Ryan. Oh, uh, yeah. Instagram.com slash your pop filter. Twitter.com slash your pop filter. Uh, two, just beacons of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedy. Wisdom. Wisdom. Pete Wisdom. Um, what do you call that one? Dexterity? Yes. What's the one where like... Constitution. Constitution. Why do I always forget that one? Because you have zero. <laughs> you weak bitch. Well, I think it should be amended and changed. I think it's too old. And some amendments need to come out. 
Yes. It's a living document. Yeah. So let's make it live. All right. Next week, it is finally time to discuss the phantoms of young justice and so much more. Until then, enough said. Don't get the yips. Don't get the yips. He is, he is, he is, he is.